Hello, I'm Parker Allen, and you're listening to Season 2 of Carleton University's History Department podcast, Land Grant Chronicles. Written and recorded by students of the History of Outdoor Recreation class, this season explores the crisis of outdoor recreation in the United States. This episode tells the story of the Sea America First campaign and its impact on tourism in the Western United States. Lewis Hill was not your typical railroad tycoon. Son of James Hill, executive and builder of the Great Northern Railroad Empire, Lewis was the outlaw of, uh, of the bunch when he took his father's place and began expanding the railroad west through Montana looking for tourism opportunities. Years before, in a few hundred miles to the southwest, governor of Utah, John C. Cutler brought together some of the biggest businessmen and politicians in the country, proposing to them the new avenue to make millions. As all 125 attendees sat around together, Cutler began to explain how scenery and natural landscapes were an underutilized and underappreciated part of the country. By this time in American history, the car yet to become mainstream. The train still reigned supreme as a bloodline of the United States. With American travelers adding to tourism boom in Europe and throughout the eastern U.S., the West had yet to become fully appreciated by its tourists. The phrase, see Europe, if you will, but see America first, echoed as Cutler's voice faded through the great hall in which they all Thus began the Sea America First campaign, a campaign dedicated to pushing the American public's involvement with natural landscapes and national parks of the United States. The campaign had two main goals, to draw in tourists and business. Proponents of the campaign argued that Easterners were too old-fashioned and still had deep ties related to Europe. They also began to incite deeper worries in the American public and the business world, pushing the idea that the Eastern United States was drying up while the West had great promise and potential they felt was lacking. As these ideas ricocheted around the minds of both the American public and businesses, the Sea America First campaign advocates got what they were hoping for, an image of the Western U.S. as a better place when juxtaposed next to Europe and the East Coast. The possibility to make money through tourism promotion and show how great America is with its potential hidden in the high mountains and raging rivers of the West. But if you haven't seen America, are you truly American? These ideas instilled in Americans the desire to travel and see their own country. However, like all things in the United States, it needed money. Although the campaign had begun to pique the interest of Americans, it wasn't until the Great Northern Railroad, led by Lewis Hill, picked up the slogan that it saw traction. Since before the campaign began, the U.S. National Park System had been using railroads to promote tourism. Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, and other parks in California already had established rail lines bringing tourists and corporations with the cash to back them. The Great Northern Railroad's expansion west set it up nicely to pass right by an area today known as Glacier National Park. Hill picked up the Sea America First slogan and began putting on every billboard between Billings and Minneapolis, promoting the area known for its peaks and valleys cut over millennia. Unlike the slow-moving ice that had once dominated the landscape, Hill moved quickly, building lodges and European-style chalet hotels faster than any glacier would be able to knock them over. He can be cited as creating one of the first fully encompassing tourism experiences in the United States as guests were treated to first-class accommodations in rural yet majestic northern Montana, and the money followed. This added to not only development of the park, but also the surrounding areas. Railroads meant food and access to goods and services, not fully available in the American West. Towns and people followed. Montana began to boom both for tourism and industrial operations like timber and mining. As World War I ravaged the European continent and the U.S. began to contemplate its entrance, Americans became more limited in their travel and wanted to further separate themselves from the old world. Stephen Mather and Horace Albright, two conservation enthusiasts, and businessmen picked up the Sea America First slogan and began lobbying Congress for the creation of national parks, citing the campaign as a boost to tourism and the need for an independent governing body for the parks. Mather and Horace served as the first director and assistant director, respectively, of the Park Service in 1916. The park saw record numbers of visitors the following years. Decades later, we still see the impact of tourism in national parks and natural spaces explodes, and one can only wonder what our natural areas would look like if the Sea America First campaign never happened. <laughs> 